Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode. That is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Aaron, and he writes, Hi, Victor. I've been listening to your podcast for several months now, and I really like it. Thank you for all your insight into real estate investing. I was curious, do you have an episode where you discuss further about whether or not someone should get their real estate license if they're getting serious about personal real estate investing? If you haven't answered that question, what are your thoughts? Thanks. Well, Aaron, this is a great question. Real estate agents and brokers have access to a lot of tools that regular folks don't easily access. If you go back 30 years before so much of the real estate world became became accepted, became accessible online, it seemed like realtors had a monopoly on access to information. However, as technologies progress, we increasingly find that the tools realtors used can also be accessed by the general public, sometimes for a modest fee. Some jurisdictions have stricter privacy policies than others, so in some areas, realtors have more information than the general public. The other benefit of having a realtor on your team is that you can collect a commission on your transactions if you represent yourself. That can amount to 2 or 3% on the gross purchase and about 2 or 3% on the sale. That's significant and can improve your profit margins quite a bit. Not only that, you can often market yourself as an investor-friendly broker and many investment colleagues will throw business your way. That steady flow of transactions can smooth out your income stream. The life of a full-time real estate investor can often be pretty inconsistent from a cash flow perspective. That income roller coaster can be a great one can be great one month and swing to the negative the next. Now, many real estate boards, new listings go out to the realtor community a few days before being published to the public multiple listing service. That two-day head start in front of the buying public can be a real competitive advantage, especially in a competitive market. Sometimes, the attractiveness of that extra income and the faster visibility of information has been compelling enough for some investors to go out and get their license. And then finally, another reason for you to get a real estate license is the ability to collect a commission legally for just making an introduction. Often that referral fee can be as much as 25% of the buyer agent commission. That's pretty good money for just making a phone call and referring a client to someone else. The real estate regulations in most states and provinces prohibit an unlicensed person from collecting a commission, and the fines for breaching those rules can be pretty stiff. Altogether, these reasons can make for a compelling argument. On the other side of the coin, there are responsibilities that come with being a realtor that you carry with you everywhere you go. If you're at a cocktail party and you hand someone your business card, your licensing board will require that you also disclose you're a licensed realtor at the same time. You'll have to hand out two business cards, one for your investment firm and one for your real estate license. The biggest issue you have with being a realtor is that you have a duty to disclose, to fully disclose. You might be selling a property that has a historic problem might have been a past water damage that was repaired or maybe asbestos that was remediated. might be even an existing risk item that you would expect the buyer to examine in their own due diligence. As a regular seller, you can allow the buyer to conduct their own due diligence and you have no duty to disclose. But as a realtor, you have a duty to disclose no matter what. And if the buyer finds a problem after closing, your risk of litigation is much, much higher. Everyone knows that realtors carry errors and omissions insurance. So even if the realtor has no money, the plaintiff in a lawsuit knows 
there's a good chance of collecting from the insurance policy if they sue the realtor. And for that reason, realtors attract more than their share of litigation. In all likelihood, the lawsuit will get settled out of court, but it will still be a black mark on your license. It might be a simple issue with a property. It could be that a building permit wasn't closed out properly, or perhaps some construction work that wasn't done to code. In most cases, with a regular seller, the buyer will grumble and figure out how to solve the problem. But if it's a realtor, the chances of getting sued are just so much higher. Failure to disclose is enough to trigger a lawsuit and a sanction by the realtor li- and a sanction by the regulator for your real estate license. The thinking is that when you're in a conflict of interest position, you have a fiduciary duty to protect the general public and your clients ahead of your own self-interest. And when you're a realtor and a principal in a transaction, you are in a conflict of interest position. I can't advise you on which way, I can't advise you on which way to go on this question. There are pros and cons that you'll need to weigh. And I know many investors, I know some investors that carry a real estate license. I also know many investors that have tight relationships with brokers who are not direct owners in their projects, for many of the reasons that I described. I want to thank you, Aaron, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.